We brought earlier back on Daf Samach Zayin about whether a ger, someone from a ger family, is allowed to marry a mamzer or mamzeres on either side. So Rabbi Yosi says, "Ger noisim mamzeres." The Rabbi Yosi, you do every ger lois mamzeres. No, mamzer loyava bekal Hashem includes a ger as well. What's the machlekes? Uh, and one more point first. I'm sorry. Echod ger, echod evin meshukher v'chalol muter bekehenes. Another point that Gemara makes, and this is no machlekes about, is that even though we know a koyin is not allowed to marry a Giyaris, and a Koyin is not allowed to marry a Shifcha that was a freed, etc., and a Koyin is not allowed to marry a Chalola, any of the women that are apostled, if they were Mazana or something, anything of that nature. That's a din on the male Koyanim. A man Koyin is not allowed to marry these types of women. But a Bas Koyin has none of these halachas. A Bas Koyin is not considered any Dine Kuhuna whatsoever. For t- she's allowed to eat Shrumo when she lives by her father's house, etc., but the regular Dine Kuhuna do not apply to her, and therefore there is no halacha that a Bas Koyin is not allowed to marry a ger or whatever meshuch or anything like that. There is no such halacha like that. My time with the So what's pshat in the Rebbeisi? said ger is noisim amzeres, and as we've called it throughout the masechta, that kahal gerim loy ikri kahal. So the Gemara is coming with an assumption over here that from the fact that the pasuk refers to the halacha by mamzer, we'll see the other pasuk in a second of loyave mamzer bekahal Hashem. That by by default, if I had no other drasha, we would automatically exclude a ger. A ger is not considered by nature kahal Hashem. However, there might be different ways to darshan this pesukim, and that's what the Gemara is going to struggle with. So, the Gemara is like this: My time to Chamisha kahal ikseiv. It actually says the word kahal in these pesukim in Parshas Kisaytzei five times. I'll read the pesukim outside. Rashi brings them on the bottom of I amazed of these. But the pesukim say loyover mamzer bekahal Hashem gam dorasiri loyover loy bekahal Hashem loyover amoni umayavi bekahal Hashem gam dorasiri loyover bekahal Hashem adoydom. So there it says the word kahal, kahal Hashem, four times. And then later on in the Pesukim, the same parasha, when it talks about an Adomi and a Mitzri, that's Hashem. So the first three, two generations, not the third generation, yes, but over there also by Mitzri and Adomi, it uses the word kahal Hashem. So we see now five times in the Pesukim, in that one parasha, it says the word kahal Hashem. They could have easily have just put them all in one parasha. Right, it could have just easily say Mamzer and uh, Mamzer and the Amayni Mayavi Loyavi Bekal Hashem Gamdara Siri Loyavi. Why do have to say the word Kal Hashem again and again and again? And that's the drush over here. So Biyasi says it says it five times. Why? On top, Chad LeKainim. One teach me that if I just had this halacha, I would have said maybe that only is referring to Kainim. That Kainim cannot marry a Mamzer. How do you know everybody else? Chad LeLeviim VeChad LeIsraelim. So we have three of the words Kal Hashem to include different expanded versions of the word Kal Hashem. One to include a Kain, obviously, then the Levi, then the Yisrael. The Chad and the other way we would says that is LeMishri Mamzer B'Shtuki. So this is an amazing halacha. And this halacha says that when the Torah says kahal Hashem, we darshan it as vaday kahal Hashem. And in the same thing on the opposite side, on the mamzer side, we're going to darshan it also that it's only a vaday mamzer. We're going to darshan both ways on a daraisa level that a vaday mamzer is also to marry and declare yourself, but a suffolk mamzer, what we call the shtuki, is mutta to marry and declare yourself. And the same thing would be the opposite as well. A vaday Yisrael is also to marry mamzer, but a suffolk, a shtuki, who's not sure what his place, he is allowed to marry Mamzer. So the Shtuki, on a Daraisa level, is a Suffolk Mamzer, he's allowed to marry both sides. He's allowed to marry a Mamzer, and he's allowed to marry into Kleiso, someone who can actually bridge that gap. 
That's Xeris HaKosif that we're learning here from these Pesukim, from two of the extra Kahals that it has here in the Pesuk. Now this is a, a, the Makar, most Mepharshim say, for the Ramam's famous halacha. The Ramam says, Suffolk Daraisa is Daraisa Lekula. We always know Suffolk Daraisa Lechumra. The Ramam says Suffolk Daraisa Lechumra is only a Darabaran halacha. On a Daraisa level, Suffolk Daraisa Lekula, and he learns it from here. Because you see over here by Mamzer, the Torah says that a Suffolk Mamzer, we don't consider a Mamzer. And therefore, Suffolk Mamzer is allowed to marry anything he wants. We consider it Lakula both ways, but we, we consider it Lakula. And this would be the Makar for that Ram. Obviously, if you don't hold like that Ram, you have to understand why these halachas are different. Hold a separate discussion. But this is what this halach is. So it says, see, it says the word Kahal five times. I've used up all five. One for Kain, one for Levi, one for Yisrael, one for Suffolk Shtuki Mutid one, one way, one for Suffolk Shtuki Mutid the other way. And therefore, if I have no other Psukim, I will assume Kahal Gerim, Loikri Kahal. And therefore, there is no special Psukim to include Gerim. And therefore, I will assume Gerim are not, generally speaking, considered part of Kahal Hashem. And therefore, Ger also is allowed to marry a Mamzer. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, same five Psukim, but I'm going to dash on them differently. Rabbi Yehuda, Kahanim, Levi, Michad, Kahal Nafka. He said, Kain and Levi are the same Shevet. Remember, Kahal is referring to a Shevet, Pashim Shad. And therefore, Kain and Levi is the same Shevet. So I don't need two words, Kahal, to include Kain and Levi. I learned that from one, and therefore I have one left over. Therefore, the one I'd save from that Russia, I will say that that extra Kahal is coming to include Gerib, that a Gerib is part of Kahal Hashem, and therefore, Asim and Mamsa. That's the Behuda Sheet. Another way to learn a Behuda Sheet, though. It could be you say that Kain and Levi is actually two psukim because you do each one is separate. But the two sides of that coin that a shtuki is allowed to marry a mamzer and a shtuki is allowed to marry Yisrael, both of those we can learn from the same drasha. Once we know that a shtuki who's a suffolk mamzer can marry Yisrael, then we already see the other side of it that a suffolk doesn't count in either direction and we automatically know that he could also marry a mamzer as well. Okay. Says the Gemara, "Lo yavei mamzer bekal Hashem, mamzer nefer he darshens it. Lo yavei mamzer bekal Hashem, mamzer vadu do lo yavei ha mamzer safik yavei, and bekal vade who do lo yavei ha bekal safik yavei." And therefore, he will learn both sides of that equation from one drasha, and again left over the fifth one to teach me kahal germik we kahal. Or another way to learn to be Huda, Ibayasema. Haninabi Tre Kalininu could be that Itaka does hold that you need separate psukim for Kayam and Levi, and you need separate psukim to teach me the Shtuki can marry either direction. The time to be Huda Meocha, the reason Behuda holds Kahal Gamikihal is because there's actually a sixth Kahal. What is the sixth Kahal? The Pasik in Parsha Shlach, when it's talking about when it's talking about Nisachim, it says something very strange within the parsha. It says, after it talks about all the different Nisachim that you have to bring with Karbonus, it says, HaKahal chuka achas lachem v'lager agar chuka soilum d'arasechim kachem kager yia lefnei Hashem. Telling you that when a ger brings a carbon, he also has to bring all the same Nisachim. But it says it very strangely. It says, HaKahal chuka achas lachem v'lager agar. So is that Kahal at the beginning of the Pesach? What is it doing there? And what is it referring to? So Behuda Darshan's Kahal Chukachas Lachem Gar is the Kahal is going on the Ger. And that Pesach, even though it's out of context over there, but it's teaching you that a Ger is called Kahal. And therefore, not for Dinim Nesachim, but for the Dinim of Mamzer, etc. All those halachas apply to a Ger as well. So we actually have a sixth Pesach according to Behuda. Well, the Beisi, who doesn't Darshan that, Chukachas Hirf Sekenyin. It says, no, it says, Kahal Chukachas Lachem. Kama, ula ger agor. So, fuch, of course, there's a basic. Kahal is not going on the word ger, therefore you can't use it for our context.
Okay, so that's the machlekes we have between Rabbi Yosi and Rabbi Huda. Whether we have an extra word kahal or one of these drushes left over to include a ger in the dinay kahal, and therefore a ger would be also by mamzer like Rabbi Huda, or like Rabbi Yosi that no, a ger is not considered a kahal, and therefore kahal gerim loyikri kahal, and a ger can marry a mamzer. The next halacha we saw in the brayso was echad ger vechad ever echad evad mishukher vechalol mutarim bekehenis. We say that the Rav that, that this is exactly what Rav has always told us. Some of you the Rav lehuzu ksheres lehinasi lepsulim. There is no halacha on the female kainim, the bas kain, to marry anybody who's puzzled to a kain. Now Rashi says, don't read this statement wrong. Anytime there's an iser in the Torah of Arias, the iser goes in both directions. Meaning, if a kain is not allowed to marry a grusha, a grusha is not allowed to marry a kain. It's not only a, an iser in one direction. Don't read this statement wrong that there's not a din in the women. There is a din in women. All arayas talacha applies to men and women equally. But, bas kain has no din of kahuna. That's how you read the statement. Don't read the statement wrong. Rashi stresses it over here. Darsh Abzerah Mechuzah. So Abzerah got up one day in Mechuzah. Sounds like it happened on Cholomite Sukkot. And he said, Ger Mutabar Amzeris. He said, he thought, this was his uh, Yarche Kalashir, that a Ger is allowed to marry a Mamzeris. Ragmu Kuliyama Besrugayu. So they all stoned him with their swag. And whether that's an actual activity, or whether it's an expression, it's an expression we had by, by Yane, by Yechen and Klein Gadol. We've used it a few times in Shas, but that was way, way earlier. It's not clear if this is an expression or not, but they were clearly very upset at him. There's a lot of gerim in Mechuzah. Who gets up and announces that kahal gerim loy ikri kahal when there's lots of gerim over there? It's insulting to them. You don't do such a thing. So then Rava got up, Darsh Rava, I guess later, and Rava Chuzah, gerim mutta so he said, no, 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 a ger is allowed to marry a kohenes, right? A bas kohen, we just said there's no halachas. A kohen is not allowed to marry a geiris. He didn't focus on that part. He focused on the positive part that a ger is allowed to marry a bas kohen. So Tonu Shiroi, they said, Gavaldik, they made a parade for him. They put uh, Shiroi's uh, silk and stuff, they wrapped him up in it. And they said, Gavaldik, thank you so much, Rabba, for saying that gerim are people too. Right? Hadar Darshu, but then, while they were so excited, he also said, Ger Mutamamzeris. You have a choice. You can marry a Baskayin, or you can marry a Mamzeris, whatever you like. So I'm We were so happy you were going to be our hero, and now you've told us the opposite that Kal Gerim Lekur Kahal. Oh no, he said, you're missing the point. I'm giving you the best of both worlds. You can do whatever you want. So, you know, it depends how you put it in context. The way Rebzeir said it started with the negative, they're upset. Rava said, no, it, everything's good. You can do a shidduch from any side of the town you want. So that's maybe a positive thing. Ger mutter bekehenes, umutter bemamzeris. A ger is allowed to marry a baskoyin, and a ger is allowed to marry a mamzeris, because kal gregam luki kal. Mutter bekehenes lehuzuk sheresh nasabsum. There's no din on a baskoyin. Mutter bemamzeris. Kabi yaisi that kal gregam loyikri kal. Very good. Okay, but now we have a problem. The problem is, is that we just said at the top of the Yomud that everybody agrees that a shtuki is allowed to marry both a Yisrael and a Mamzer. Now, if you remember back in the Mishnah, at the beginning of the parak, the Mishnah talked about the Asar Yuchsen, and the, obviously, Shtukim and Mamzerim were part of those Asar Yuchsen that came up. And the Mishnah clearly said that Kanem and Yisraelim can marry each other. Leveim, Yisraelim, Chalolim, Gerim, Ever Meshuchar can marry each other. It did not list Shtuki in that list. Then it said, So it's clear from the Mishnah that we had at the beginning of the parak that the Mishnah holds that a Shtuki can marry a Mamzer, even though he's a Suffolk Mamzer, he's allowed to marry a Mamzer, which is one side of our drasha. but a Shtuki was not listed in the people who can marry a regular Yisrael. 
which is the other side of Adrasha. The way we've just learned this Drasha, it works in both directions. Ashtuki is a suffix, and we say a suffix is allowed to marry in both directions. So how do you read our Mishnah according to what the Drasha we just said? Says the Gemara. Eluhein Shtuki kol shemakir, and it says, if you know the mother, you don't know the father. So I'm a Rava. Dvar Teresh Shtuki Kasha. So if Rava says, first of all, you should know, in general, in terms of Hilchas Sveikas, a Shtuki could be considered Kasha. My time, Rav Ksherinus. Remember, we're talking about a woman who's a Penuya. If she's a Penuya, and now she's pregnant and has a child, so rave men in the world are kosher. It's out of wedlock. The kid's not, you know, not considered a, a, a kosher, maybe, but he's not a, he's not a puzzle. He's not a mamzer. He's Okay, but he's a kosher, kosher kid. Rave kshertza. Miut psulonitza. Who would make a mamzer? Only her relatives, her brother, her father, stuff like that. That's a miut. Viazli inulagaba. If they went to her, to her house to be mazana, so then we would say, call the parsh, we parsh. So who, who came to her house? Somebody left the group and came to her. That's a roiv. Roiv or kosher, no problem. My But if she went to them, then we always say, Allah kol kevua. She went to the roiv. If she went to the roiv, we consider it 50-50. So what? Worst case scenario, it's 50-50. If a rabbi says... And, and really, the whole first piece of the Gemara is actually, it doesn't really matter. But Rav is saying, on the best case scenario, it's a roiv kosher, you don't have to worry about it. Worst case scenario, that it's chetzi chetzi, the Torah says chetzi chetzi is fine. Now, there are some Rishonim who learn, even if it's roiv psul in it's law, it would be kosher. Because the mice, it's a suffix. That's debatable in the Rishonim. But at least in a standard case, it's 50-50, and therefore we just said suffix is kosher. So back to our question. Why is our Mishnah mashma that a shtuki cannot marry a regular Yisrael? If you don't know who your father is, then you don't know who your sisters are. Now, this is not a Daraisa halacha. We don't have to be chayshish with Daraisa at all, we just said. Daraisa, roif, kosher, we don't have to worry about it. But, you have to be chayshish with Darabonin. So, Darabonin said, you can't marry a Bas Yisrael regular unless you know that she's not your sister. And since you don't know who your father is, it's impossible if you know if this is your sister. So that's your chashash. So she can't marry anybody. She can't marry another shtukis. She, he cannot marry another shtukis. He can't marry a mamzer. He can't marry anybody. They might be his sister. How do you know? Right? You're so worried that one father made two or three different shtukis? That's already statistically very difficult to believe that one father made so many shtukis, although we see it nowadays, obviously, in, in different uh, different cultures, right? But to, to say that, generally speaking, this would happen, we would not say such a thing, and therefore that's a, too far of a chashash. Okay? So therefore you shouldn't, so therefore to say that it's not going to be, you don't have to worry about it. It says the Gemara, so bas shtukis so what if you have a mother who's a shtuki, and she marries a guy, Beheter, she marries someone who's in the list of people she's allowed to marry, a girl, let's say, and they have a child. Okay? Now, another Shtuki comes and wants to marry that child. Okay? So now, what is the halacha? Can he marry that child or not? So, the child is a Bashtukis. We said she has a din like a Shtuki, because you don't know what her yichus is. We said he's, she's allowed to marry this man. Now, this man might be her brother. It's not a question he might be her brother because the father made two illegitimate children. He's illegitimate. She, this daughter, is not illegitimate at all. Her mother maybe was illegitimate. Nothing to do with that father. But this child is illegitimate just because of a marriage. So in that case, there's no chashash of brother and sister. So 
So what's that? I'm sorry, there is a chashash, brother and sister, because it's not two znusas that would create this. Shami is a chosmi of it. Ella, why don't we say that? Because what are the odds that this guy's actually marrying his sister? Out of the billion people in the world, it's just not going to happen. So therefore, it's not really shriach at what? Because maybe her father is his father. That would make them brother and sister. The whole reason we said it wasn't a chash till now is because what are the odds that one father created two shtukis? But in this case, it's not one father creating two shtukis. One father created one shtuki, and then he had a regular daughter. You just don't know that that daughter, father is your father. You just don't know. You do a DNA test, but you don't know. So back to our question. So why is this whole thing aser? It's not shriach. There's no real reason for it. Just Chazal wanted to be more machmir and keep yuchsen clean by Klaiso, and therefore Chazal said, a ben Yisrael should not marry a shtukis. Bas Yisrael should not marry a shtukis, a ben Yisrael should not marry a shtukis. Kosher they are in terms of marrying either side. And if they want to marry another shtukis, that's fine. If they want to marry a mamzer even, that's fine. But to marry into a kosher, meyuchis family, we don't want to do it. Maila asu beyuchsen, we don't let that happen. So it's only a drabbar and halacha in our Mishnah. Yamarava, same halach applies by the Asufi. Asufi means we find the kid in the street. We have no idea who the mother or father is. Okay. Yamarava, Dvartar, Asufi Kasha. My time. So now here, we don't know if the mother was married or not. Now, the mother being married or not married is actually good and bad. On one hand, if she's married, then there's a Kashash to kids from an Ashish, it's Mamzer. On the other hand, if she's married, there's a also more probable chance that she had this kid from her own husband. And the kid's just a kosher kid. Why is he lying in the middle of the street? I don't know. That's an interesting question. We'll discuss that in a second. But it's very possible he's just from a regular marriage. So actually, a, a Sufi might be more kosher than a shtuki. But a shtuki is definitely born out of wedlock. Whereas an Asufi might actually come from a regular marriage. So it works both ways. My time, Asia, she is my pilot, Tyler. If she's married, the odds are this child, she will definitely tell you that the father of the child is her husband. My eco, what are you going to say? Mia Taru says there's women who are engaged but not married, in which case they're not supposed to be having any mice with the husband, so she can't really say this child is her husband. The husband was away for the last you know, 18 months, so there's no way the husband is the father of this child. But it could be she was never married in the first place. And it could be the kid is totally 100% kosher. The reason they threw him in the street, or as we say, left him outside the shul, is because they couldn't afford to support the kid. So that could be another reason why this kid's floating around. So we have no real one way or the other if this child is kosher or possible. So worst case scenario, it's 50-50. And we just said, And therefore it's 50-50, worst case scenario, it's a suffix. Suffix, mamzer is mutter in both directions. So an asufi also should be kosher. So why does the Mishnah say that a Sufi should not marry into Bas Yisrael? Again, the Gemara starts with the same point. Maybe it's a sister issue. So then he shouldn't marry even another Sufi because they might come from the same father. Then you don't know it could be a mother, a, a sister from any place. So again, same point. We're not chayshish that one father or one mother created two puzzle children. So we're not worried he's going to marry a sister in that situation. But basa sufi leisa shamisa chayshay. So he shouldn't marry a basa sufi. Again, the same point, which is that maybe he was created bisafik, but his sister was the result of a regular marriage. And that could happen. 
And therefore, in that case, he should not marry that because it may be a sister. We don't see that that's true. We're not afraid. So we should never be afraid he's going to marry his sister. So back to our question. Same terrets. By an Asufi, we're going to say also that an Asufi, even though Be'etzen, an Asufi on a Daraisalov is mutter to marry everybody, we're going to say, an Asufi should not marry a kosher person in Klai, so it's not good for the Yichus. So an Asufi and a Shtuki, that which our Mishnah says is Asur, according to this version of the Gemara, we'll see more Shittas later on, is going to be only Midrabbanan. And therefore, that only applies to Kshirim, are not allowed to marry in a Sufi. But for a Sufi or a Shtuki to marry one or another, or a Mamzer even, is totally fine. Daraisa and Rabbana. Amar Rava Barafuna. However, Matsu Mahul. If when you find this Asufi, it's already after his bris. He already had a bris. Now, who gave him a bris? Clearly, if he had a bris, he had some sort of functional family. And if he had some sort of functional family, we would assume that the kid is kosher. If he's fundable, ain't by Mishuma Sufi. Rashi says on top, the lav de kosher, lavitach by lamile. Who's going to bother making a, finding and taking a mamzer, right? There's such a thing. You ever see, I don't know, you ever seen it, Baruch Hashem, but there's such a thing when you say bris kodesh, when you do that by mamzer, they say bris mamzer. That's the halacha. They say bris mamzer. Okay? So there is such a, there is such a thing. Uh, but Lamaisa, he says, the Gemara is assuming that if you find him mole, the assumption is he's a kosher kid. Now, the Mafarsh will speak out over here. It's not so simple. Because even though he's kosher in terms of that you see he's taken care of, we still don't know who his father is. And therefore, the worst case scenario, or best case scenario, he should be a shtuki. Why is he not a shtuki? Okay, so some of our say, Enchanami is a shtuki. But as we'll see in the Gemara tomorrow, by a shtuki, if you ask the mother and she says the father is a kosher guy, you believe the mother. There's been a Sufi, there's no one to believe. There's other Lamdashi answers that by an Asufi is actually, as we said, somewhat better, because by an Asufi, there's no mother and father we need to deal with at all. All we're dining is on the kid. And from the kid's perspective, he's for sure Roy of Kosher. That's not debatable. So there are, there are as far as answers to that question. Says more other halachas, same thing. Mishlat Admaya. If you find him, that the kid looks like he was born naturally in a regular hospital and they took care of the baby and he looks healthy and his avarm are straight, also, that means someone cared about this kid. Shayef Mishka, if he smeared, you know, with baby oil or whatever it is. Umale Kuchla, apparently they put, um, they put all kinds of makeup on babies as well. Because if you see the baby's made up like that, that's fine. Rami Khumri, which is some sort of things they used to tie on the babies to keep their legs and arms straight while they, while they grew bigger when they were very little babies. If you find that on it, again, that means he was taken care of properly. Tully Pikta, if you see over here, they had a Kamiya, right? One of those little Breslov Kamiyas on him over there. That's fine too. Vitali Pikta, Vitali Kamiya, all these different things that you had on him are going to be fine. So that also is, one is made of spices and one is made of like a, a, a you know, a, a petak of a, of a, a shemis of a shem or whatever it is. Amy Mishuma Sufi. Tali Bidikli. What if you find the kid, right, hanging off a tree? Not by his neck, but in a basket, hanging on a tree. Is that a good way to, to save a baby or not? So, if the kid is in a place where an animal could get to him, so then clearly whoever put him there didn't care about him, and we should be that maybe something, something's possible. If they put him high up on the tree in a way that he's protected, then again, that's clear. Someone's trying to protect the child. We assume the child is more kosher. Zarta smicha lamasa. Zarta is some kind of giant tree, and there, this tree had a lot of maziking hanging around it. Shadim. 
So it's not a safe place to put a baby. But it depends where the tree is. If the tree is close to the city, uh, so it depends where it is, whether it's the kind of one that has shade them on it, then you have to worry about it, yes or no. What if you leave by shul? Which would be something typical to happen. If it's a busy shul, so it's not an empty place, so there's no shade them over there. If it's an empty shul in the middle of nowhere, a lot of their shuls were outside the city, Rashi says, then yesh b'mishim ha-sufi. Amar Abaya, there was apparently something on the side of the roads or side of the areas where they used to throw the, the bad fruit that they used to feed the animals. If you find the baby there, then yesh b'mishim ha-sufi. That is not a safe place to put a newborn baby, and therefore that would be an issue. Charifta denara, but if you find the baby in the middle of the river... Then ain't by Mishuma Sufi. Why'd you put the baby in the middle of the river, not like on the side? If you specifically push the baby out in the middle of the river, again, in some kind of Meshur Benu kind of basket or whatever it is, right, then clearly you assume someone's going to go, go by there in a boat and find the baby. So it means you want the baby to be found. That again is a reason to say that the mother was trying to take, take care of the baby on some level. Ain't by Mishuma Sufi. Pishri, if it's on the side where the, where the water melts and flows down, that's more dangerous. Yesh by Mishuma Sufi. If you find them on the edge of a in the middle of the highway, then yesh b'mishum ha-sufi, because that's obviously not a safe place to put a baby. I'm a rabba. Ubashani rabba. It's rabba says the following statement. If it's a, a year of hunger, so people don't have food, right? People don't have, they can't afford to take care of their children, then aim b'mishum ha-sufi. Then maybe they, they put the kid out in the, wherever they put him out because they just couldn't afford it. But the kid is kosher. Nothing to do with the kashrus of the child. So this statement of Rabbah, which is the case is he going on? You put him in the middle of Shosarabim, which in the middle of the highway, right? I did the Shani Rabbah and Kadale, so you can't afford to feed the baby. So you put him in the middle of the highway, he's going to die. That doesn't make any sense. If he's in the middle of the highway and he's going to die, clearly that indicates that he's, you know, Suffolk or a Mamzer. Ella, I'd see the Rishasram. Must be in a case where the kid was somewhat protected. Well, if that's the case, my Rishani Rabbin, Philo Rishani Rabbin. So who cares if it's a hungry year or not? We just said on the side of Rishasram, is protected, he's fine. What is Rabbin's case? Ella, Kiyatma the Rabbin, Rabbin's talking about a whole different Allah, which is as follows. Dhamma Vyudam, Amar Rabbi Abba, Amar Vyudam, Barzavdi, Amar Rav. Rav said, Kolzman Shebashuk, if you find the child, and then you announce, put it out on the WhatsApp groups, we found the child. And you have not yet brought the child back to a hospital or something like that. And all, and the father or mother comes and says, this is our child. They're believed. The child is still in the street and the child, the parents come immediately and identify this is our child. Oh, yeah, yeah, we fell off the roof. We don't know how we got here, whatever it is. Or they regret what they did. Yeah, whatever. Then we believe them. But once you bring the kid out of the shuk and he's already... In the hospital or wherever you bring him, ain't him on a love. Then you don't believe them anymore. My time, huh? Once he becomes an asufi, and we put out that he's an asufi, and that happens when you take him out of the marketplace, then already the parents are no longer believed. He has a cheskes asufi. Who says these are his parents? Right? What was that? A little orphan Annie, right? Now everybody could just come along and say that uh, they're the parents, get the money, whatever it is. But Rava, and now Rava said his statement. In a hunger year, where there's unfortunately lots of children that they put out in the street because they can't afford them. Then we believe the parents, not because we they have any more nemonis. Just there's so many kids that we have to deal with. Chazal said, if someone says and comes to claim one, fine, get one less off of our hands. And therefore, Bashani Ravin, when there's just so many of these, then we're going to give a, at least a drabon and to the parents.
Number of Chista on that point. There are three people who don't have real Nemanus. The Nemanus is again Midderabbanan in these three cases, seemingly. And they're only believed immediately after the event. What are they? A Sufi, the parents to believe the Asufi. A Chaya, a midwife, about some the child that gave birth. We'll see in a second. Upeteris Chavisa, and something has to do with Hilchas Nida. We'll see in three cases. Let's go through all three. A Sufi, If we said if the parents come immediately... While the kid is still in the shuk, we believe the parents. Once you take the kid out of the, na- the public area and you're taking care of the kid, the parents are not believed, except for Shnei Ravid. Chaya, what's the Allah of a midwife? So you can have a midwife, she can have someone giving birth to twins, and which one is the Bukhar? Okay, nobody knows except for the midwife. The husband's not there, the mother can't see. So how do you know which is which? We believe the Chaya. Because you have no choice. Who else are you going to believe ever? The If she stayed in the room and she didn't go out of the room, if she left the room for a few minutes and then she comes back and she says, "Oh, this one was born first. And in a minute, how does she know? And therefore, she loses her nemanis. She has to be standing mamish there when the kid was born. What's the difference? My benayu. If she, she was there, but she turned her face. According to the first man, it's only if she went out of the room, she's not believed. As long as she's still in the room, she's fine. According to Elizabeth, she has to actually be watching the whole time. She can't be distracted. But, if she's, but in the room itself, doesn't help. So that's also a lot of a, a nemanis that we give, but only immediate. Right? If, and two days later, the Chaya says it, we don't believe her. She has to say immediately on that point, you know, you tie a little red thing around the kid, like parrots, and so you know which is which. What is that halacha? You have three girls sleeping in one bed. And you find a, a blood spot on the bed, so you don't know which girl now is Paris Nida. One of them is Tamei Nida. So the Allah is cool and Tameis. You have to assume they're all Tameis because you don't know where the dam came from. If one of them does a Badika right away, we'll see. And it turns out she sees that she actually has dam bifnim, then he may have a cool tires. Then we can assume that the dam on the bed was hers as well. And on that, that means that she checked before she went off the bed. That's what it means. That she, while she was still on the bed, she checked herself, then that. But if you waited an hour later and checked, then it doesn't help because Mehechate said this is that dam. It could be it's something else. If you have four kids born in the same room, the Chaya can say, which is whose? This one belongs to the, bas- to the Koyin. This one belongs to the Levi. Otherwise, you have no way of knowing who's whose. That's only if no one had any questions about it. Of a Kolar era, if they started the rumors and questions about it, and an MS, then the Chaya is not going to be believed. Now, what are we talking about? Era Demai. What do you mean rumors? One person came and said, no, 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 this one is the Koyin. This one's the Levi. And started switching them all around. Whenever we have a halacha established and someone wants to come along and error on that halacha, you need to have two edim. You can't just have one person. Ella iritre. And a chanami. When it means is iritre, if two edim come or say we think it's the other, then you're ready. No. Even one person over here would be enough to make us distrust the chaya. Why? The chemer b'yechad that you need to have real edim and irapachs mishnayim. Hani mil hechad dischazek cheskas chazok at the If you know the kid is kosher, and now someone comes and starts a rumor, as we said many times in the last few mesachtas, we don't trust rumors. If you have edim, you have edim. If you don't have edim, get lost. Avalacha leka chazok at the kashrus. Ovid is not chazok at the kashrus, and we the hechad tasted the chay is only nein echad. She doesn't really, you know, she's not doesn't have real nemanis over here. So then chad nami mehemon. Then ena chanami. One person even would be believed to come and question 
what happened with the Chayas. We have over here Machlaikis in two versions of the Gemara, whether one person who questions the Chayas decision of who came first or which is the Kayan, etc., is believed or not, that is Machlaikis. Okay, we'll stop here. We'll continue tomorrow. Other questions in a month is like this.